0: favorite things to talk about. Money! Uh, I can't sing, so I'm gonna try and keep that at bay, but it's kind of what I do when I get excited. Also weird voices. I love money. I love talking about money. I like everything that money gives us access to. I even like the stress of no money. It has definitely, that particular scenario has pushed me to do pretty much everything in my life and to explore money on so many different levels and actually graduate to this place where I think it's like completely fucking make-believe and it is just zeros and ones so can I can can, like distill everything I've learned about money and how to manage money and how to create effective systems and cash flow in your business and how to save and how to expand and how to create legacy like no (laughs) so we're not going to do one episode on that and since this is the first episode I am recording about money, I'm just going to start there. I've called this the mechanics of money. I was trying to come up with something like way more fun. And so I might rename this at some point, but especially as it, I'm sure it will be a series. I've been opening up to my spark session people. If you want me to text you, if you want to text back and forth, I'll share that did it in the intro. I'll do it again in the outro. Ask me your cues. I will give you some A's and I can get really specific in terms of strategy. I own a financial consulting firm. I also own a real estate business and I have an investment company. So like money, my jam. I also spent 20 years working with artists who I almost abandoned because of their tragic fucking relationship with money. And then I'm a business coach. So I spend a lot of time talking about money with my clients and also like with my friends and with my family. For some reason, people seem to think that I can facilitate advising them on some level. And it's probably just because I, I love discussing it. So once again, I'm going to tackle this from a step-by-step place because it took me an entire lifetime to get here. Thankfully, scaring the shit on myself and super uncomfortable conversations are like my other favorite things to do, which is probably how I got here. And rather than give you the whole background on my upbringing and life and blah, 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 I'm just going to kind of start with where you need to gain some clarity in order to play the money game. We all have our stories. We all have our trauma. We all have our programming. We all have our learned perspectives. And I do not want to disqualify that. I am not trying to victim blame here. I can show up pretty insensitive and somewhat robotic in terms of all the feels, shall we say. Again, you are fully empowered. There's two, there's like a square you can hit that will shut me the fuck up. I encourage you to do that at any point. But if you do kind of want to figure out where to begin, how to leverage, and you might be on like my end of the spectrum where you actually need to scale back. (laughs) Like you are, you are investing, you are spending, you are growing, you are expanding, and it might behoove you to actually like dial down, dial back, turn it turn it down um, your your money story. So wherever you're at, hopefully this framework will be useful for you. I will refer back to it. So I will refer back to this episode, but this is the mechanics of money. And this, I was able to apply this framework to... Money based on my training from IPAC. So I like to give credit where credit's due. They use an energy leadership index assessment, which essentially breaks down our engagement and our experience into seven different levels. And this applies to everything. You'll actually hear me use this framework across all different components of life and business because once we have a framework, we can create a strategy. And the way my brain works is I like to break everything down into process and patterns and then strategy so that I can take action and I can get what I want. Money is obviously an incredible tool. It gives us access to many of the things that we want. And wherever you're at on your woo spectrum, we still live in a material world. And a long time ago, a bunch of people decided that money was the best metric in terms of value. Now, does it mean something is valuable? Absolutely not. It has a lot more to do with our perspective, the our being humans perspective on what we deem as valuable, but I mean, far out, like, obviously, I don't need to tell you that, you know, like watching your baby smile for the first time, or, you know, standing at the top of a 14,000 foot peak that you've just climbed, or, you know, getting that first check from that first sale, like, you can't, define how valuable those experiences are and they are priceless no one could give you enough money to buy that from you i mean maybe they could like you might be on that level i don't know no judgment that's amazing uh, <laughs> like the point being that a long 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 time ago we turned what were barterable sort of tradable experiences services and and essentially products into a monetary definition of value. And we've kind of just run. It is what it is. Like you can fight it. You can rally against it. You can hate the fucking elite. You can hate the rich. You can hate the entitled. You can hate the privilege. And again, like that's going to, you're going to spend a lot of energy, hate um, and fighting and fear and resentment and blame and projecting that comes from one of these levels. It takes up a huge amount of your bandwidth. So the reason I appreciate these levels is there's only seven You can pretty much see exactly where you're at and then you have the opportunity to go up or down a couple levels, depending on the results you're trying to get. Let's, let's just get right into it. I'm going to explore this from like each level and how it kind of shows up, how, you know, you're there and then what you can do about it. And money is one of it's God, there's so much energy around it. And I say that because it is not for me to label your experience It might feel incredibly expansive and therefore be positive. It might feel incredibly contractive. I don't know if that's a real word. You might feel trapped. You might feel victimized. You might feel punished. And that is also going to lead you to a certain course of action, which will get you certain results. And whatever story you're telling yourself, you're totally entitled to that story. I will it's not, I will never tell you that you're wrong. But what I will say is that if you want a different result, if you want a different experience, you're gonna need to choose a different story. And that's again what I love about this is it helps you kind of, you know, peek your head out of that hole that you're in and sort of look around and go, okay, where to from here? The first level, in terms of money, this is where we are feeling incredibly insecure. We're probably lacking any degree of safety. This is where we don't know if we can pay our bills. We don't know if we can keep things going. We don't know how we're going to pay off that debt. We don't know how we're going to make ends meet. Obviously, an incredibly, incredibly challenging place to be. Some of us grew up like that. Some of us were doing just fine and then had the rug pulled out from under us. Some of us made some choices, which directly influenced the reasons why we're experiencing this, I'm, in this episode at least, not all that concerned with how we got here. The point is, we're here. And when we are experiencing those feelings, we are going to make certain choices. This is the difference between surviving and thriving. We cannot thrive until we're surviving. So there is no judgment about being here. It's just taking a look at, okay, I don't I feel trapped. I feel very sorry for myself. I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this. That is just simply where you're at. The insecurity and the fear that you're feeling is the first things you're going to need to address. In this space it can actually feel impossible to take action. So baby step it out. This, I've talked about this before Is like action gear. What are there some things you can do? Can you reach out to your boss and ask for more hours or more work? Can you reach out to clients and let them know you're available and you're, you're offering some kind of a special deal right now? Can you run a flash sale? This is not a business coaching session. These are not strategies I would ever suggest in terms of growth and expansion, shall we say, but the the first thing you need to do if you're in this space is admit that you need help and that you're going to have to take action in order to get out of this. It might mean moving. It might mean asking to crash on someone's couch. It might mean, you know, reaching out to your friend to help. I would imagine you're in positions where you have access to those tools if you're listening to this. If not, there are social services, depending on where you're at, where you can start to kind of get a foot up to at least have something to stand on. So I'm going to make some assumptions about who's listening and why, and that if you're in this position, it's more likely that, and you're listening to this, that you 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 know you kind of just got in over your head and you're freaking out, in which case, pause, hit pause, truly do an assessment of where you're at in terms of money in, money out and then figure out what are the next three things you can do in this moment to at least find that foothold to feel secure. Now, this, depending on our upbringings, depending on our experience, depending on the lessons that we've learned, this can this experience can show up regularly. For some of us, we might never feel secure. This only applies, this, this true reality only applies if you cannot eat if you do not have shelter, if you have no clothes on you, if those thoughts of fear, like, oh my gosh, you might be homeless. Oh my gosh, you might not be able to provide for your children. If you look around and you have the ability to take care of those basic security, basic need, think Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the bottom rung there, then those thoughts and feelings are a reaction. They are a default tendency trying to protect you. And it is not real. That will start to move us up the ladder. But it is very easy to tell yourself that you are not going to be able to survive if that has been your experience. If you have ever experienced that lack of security and and safety, your brain will go there 100% to try and protect you. It doesn't mean it's real. It will keep you from achieving anything you need to achieve. I think that's all I really have to say about level one. Again, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, it's situational. If not, please take the steps you need to get help. Please reach out to me, whatever I can do. So I'm going to move on from level one. Now, level two is where we kind of start. We're not in level one. Level one is a pretty debilitating, very challenging place to be. No one likes being there or it's even hard to be around that energy. Level two is similar in that it's hard to be around, but because that's where like blame, it's, it's the government's fault. It's my stupid employee's fault. It's my customers suck. Like that's how kind of level two shows up. It's where blame, resentment, projection, like this is everybody else's fault that I'm here and greed. This is where we start hoarding. This is where we feel like there is not enough and I got to get mine and I don't give a fuck what happens to you. Yes. This is where like a lot of corporate culture exists. I certainly witness this in a lot of my family members (laughs) who have more than enough, but it's, it's, you know, it's actually this mentality that has created that more than enough, but they can't share they are continually freaked out about what's going to happen. And so it's like this, like going to war, going to battle. You know, It's kind of like you got to suit up every day and go into, go, get into the fight. You know, you're here when you're comparing yourself to others, when you're bitter about other people's success and you're telling yourself you deserve it just as much as they do. Again, this one can show up. And if you're used to fighting for what you've got, if you have been bullied There are a lot of reasons why our brain will default to this space to protect ourselves. Whenever you start spending more time worrying about what everybody else is doing, especially when it comes to money, or you start blaming external circumstance, you can be pretty sure you're here. And again, when we're just trying to survive we're not going to be capable of making the decisions we need to thrive, to grow, to expand. And that's really like actually a lot. You can, you can achieve a lot with this energy. But like I kind of said before, it takes up a huge amount of your bandwidth. Think of it like a song. Level one and level two are like the bass frequencies. So they are physically affecting. You can hear them from a mile away. You know, like it's like if someone shows up with a lot of one and two, you can feel it. You don't even have to have a conversation with them about it. And it's like 80% of the song, like the bass takes up so much. Like, have you ever turned the EQ down on bass? And then like suddenly all that, like, you can like hear the backing vocals and you can hear like, oh, there's actually like a rhythm guitar and a lead guitar. Oh, like, you know, you can hear like almost different melodies and potentially like different production melodic lines kind of popping in. The bass is incredibly important, you know, for some of us, like it all about that bass, uh, you've got to find that balance and the challenge is if you turn up the bass too high, you can't hear anything else. Right. It'll also like fucking tear your speaker cone and like knock shit off shelves and stuff. (sighs) with level 2 if you're going to battle if you're spending a lot of time thinking about everybody else and all of the reasons why this is happening to you your 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 decisions your ability to grow your financial wealth and experience is is going to struggle because it is a struggle after levels 1 and 2 we get to level 3 and i call level 3 like the buffer zone or the launch pad level 1 is like it's just poor me i'm stuck i'm trapped i'm never going to get out of this level 2 is like fuck you. This is your fault. I need to get mine. I don't give a shit what happens to you. Level three is like, okay, well, I can take responsibility. I can budget. I can plan. I can, um, you know, limit my spending. I can cut costs. I can be responsible about this. And honestly, that can be a, in from a money perspective, a powerful place to move up to, or a powerful place to move down to, Level three is like a huge relief after level one and two. You know, we just essentially it's about responsibility and useful, but also like if you're just always playing it safe, if you're just only saving, if you're just trying to survive, obviously you're not you're not going to get to that growth and expansion place. So although level three feels a lot better and it's a huge stretch from level one, like level Three is the, okay, like I can reach out to my clients, I can reach out to, you know, where the money comes in, I can try and find some other opportunities. I'm not gonna enjoy this. It's not gonna feel fun, but I can do it. You know, I can go to my bank, I can call my lenders, I can ask for extensions. That's level three. Also useful, like if you've been investing, if you've been overspending, if you, if you jumped a ton into marketing and sales and you just didn't get the results that you want, level three is a good place to sort of reevaluate from and go, okay, where to from here? Level three is useful when you've kind of been in like a manic, I deal with this with a lot of my visionaries and artists as they kind of get obsessed with a new project and things can get a little out of control. And rather than looking at that like a negative, like we've done something wrong, uh, because it's a total high when you're there, when you're in that flow and that creative space. Like level three is where we get to step back into and go, okay, time to ground, time to get real with things. Again, no judgment. This isn't about fucking up or winning. This is just about like sticking to the plan, getting back to basics and grounding. And hopefully you're familiar with that, but just, you know, like putting your two feet on the earth and, and, Taking some safe, logical, strategic steps forward. So level four is where we can use money as a fantastic tool. So this is where we really start to go, oh, I can invest in myself, I can invest in others, I can give with, you know, money enables me to create the impact that I want in this world. And of course, the downside of level four is when we're overextending, when we are giving to the point where we can feel resentful or like a martyr. Just be careful with level four, because typically people who are operating from this place are incredibly generous and can sometimes be using that generosity to manipulate. And so you're giving in order to get As long as you know that that's your dominant place and you are totally like you lead with your heart and with love and with compassion, just be aware you're not giving to manipulate the situation. So, uh, like, I'm just going to use an example for my parents. You know, my dad helps my brothers a lot and in return expects love. It's this kind of vicious cycle where he uses money to try and control the outcome of my brother's behavior. And then they don't give him what he's looking for and he gets shitty and pissed off and then gives them more money and they repeat the cycle. So it would be fabulous if you were just, you know, helping him out because they needed some help or giving because like he wants to contribute to their larger goals in life. Um, but then, you know, he he wants to have a say in how those goals are un, like unfold and like what they do with that money. And then they get resentful and bitter about that. So, I mean, I don't think I have to explain this too much. I'm sure you've witnessed this behavior. If you give just to give, fantastic. Keep doing that. It feels amazing. One of my business mentors, you know, went from, I want to, earn six figures too. I want to give six figures. And I think that's a fantastic way of kind of looking at it. So again, like, like, once we start to get to level four as well, know that you are now able to really experience any of the levels below you. So the level four and the level one, like you can, you can witness that person's struggle and challenge. But sometimes it's like what you want, to, you don't want to give the, the people fish, you want to teach them how to fish. The level four person is going to want to give the level one person money and to help a friend of mine actually sort of made it clear that she's really really struggling with money right now and my first instinct was to like send her a message and be like how can I help now that that may or may not be useful for her my intention is everything in terms of what I expect out of that situation Um, and even just like swooping in like a hero that really that's quite selfish actually so I didn't and I just trust you know i blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. The point being, you know, at four, you have access to one, two, and three. And one is, it's too big of a stretch to get to four. Like some, sometimes in some of this like money manifestation shit, they'll tell you just to give a bunch of money away. If you're in level one, That is not attainable for you. That is too big of a stretch, you know, getting to level three where you're planning, you're budgeting, you might be reaching out in terms of some income streams and places where you can bring some more money in or, you know, exploring options like Lyft or DoorDash or things like that. If you're in the United States, I don't know what it's called if you're whatever country you're in, kind of looking at what tools you do have available to start bringing some money in, but you're not going to start like giving money away or like donating, Now, level two to level four, like two levels is is like a pretty good stretch. If you've been greedy, if you are projecting all over the place, if you feel like the world is a battle to be fought and won and like you're actually just playing not to lose, level four is an interesting space to explore. What would it feel like to give without any outcome? What would it feel like to support somebody financially, even if I feel like I don't have enough for myself? It's that kind of a stretch, that kind of an exploration. That's exactly what I love about these levels is it gives us this ladder to climb up or down, depending on what it is that we want to achieve. If you've been stuck in level two, exploring levels three, planning, responsibility, creating a budget, having some savings, and then going to level four and being like, okay, I actually do have some space here. What would it feel like to explore that space again in terms of charitable giving or investing in something. After level four, we get to level five, and this is where a lot of entrepreneurs are at. This is the opportunistic, everybody wins or nobody plays perspective from money. So this might be where you start investing in, you know, some managed funds or, um, you know, expanding your portfolio into. Some stocks and market sectors that you're not familiar with, or potentially like actually launching the business and investing in your hustle, um, your side hustle. I don't really like that term side hustle uh, because it's usually a passion project. Letting yourself just have a passion project, you know, buying the art materials, buying the music equipment, buying that piece of gear you've been lusting after for years. Like that's where level five comes in, and it's a fantastic, energetic space to engage any negotiation, any. Pitch any anytime you're you're wondering what are the what's the opportunity what's the what's the advantage move in this situation especially in a, in a challenging situation um you know level five is where like you you might look at your cash flow and realize your cash flow negative and you've got to cut some costs and instead of level five feeling like you're punishing yourself and you've got to cut back that's level one level five is like Fucking cool. Like, what are the parameters within? Like, can we get creative with this? What are some different solutions uh, and ways that we can think about getting this need met without spending the same amount of money? Like, that's a fun exercise at level five. The other cool thing at level five is like, it, it's a win 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 or nobody plays. And so, the way that kind of rolls out is like, you might have a budget for marketing and there are more things you want to spend than there is in that budget. And so you kind of go back and forth with with, you know, what's what you're going to decide on. And you might even land in a place, well, like I'm not confident in any of these strategies. So I'm just not going to say yes to them in this moment. I'm not limiting myself. I'm not punishing myself. I'm not going to feel bad about this. I'm just not exactly sure what to do here. Or we can't reach a consensus. We can't all sit down at this table together and agree on something. So we're just simply not going to make a decision in this moment level five is an incredibly powerful place to think about money from it can also be a little bit risky so you can you like dip into level four okay well I'm going to make this investment or I'm going to write this person this check and I'm going to feel good about that regardless of what happens I can lose this money that's actually a little of level three in there as well being responsible with those types of decisions so you can start to see All of these levels are available to us at any moment. We are not a level one. We are not a level five. We engage with money at these energetic states. So if you're looking to thrive, climbing up that ladder to level five is how you're going to get there. Now, if you've been thriving and you suddenly find yourself feeling bitter and resentful, that's some level two popping into your experience. And you're going to need to address that messaging. I've said this before in other episodes. As you grow in your success and your experience, as your trust and faith in your own success and your confidence and your ability to achieve anything expand, these levels will pop up in really crazy ways. And that just means there's, there's more to unpack there. There's another layer to peel back. Sorry. If you've been playing this, this game long enough, you'll know that like there ain't one gremlin. There's a whole fucking basement full of them. I experienced this recently with someone who wanted to work with me and we had a fantastic conversation at the you know the time it was amazing i tend to be incredibly empowering i i truly do believe you know the answers you know exactly what you need to do and i just simply help you facilitate that process and you know this person turned out <laughs> i was right <laughs> and she decided you know to to spend three times more money with someone who had some magic system that she could just plug in. Yeah, she didn't want to work with me and I found myself feeling like really competitive. There was some insecurity that popped up in terms of her metrics and my metrics on 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 the internet. And I started to tell myself some like really gross stories and it, like I knew they were gross because it didn't feel good, but also like I don't want to be that fucking person. And I'm not really like So it's like this weird, this weird like bitch showed up. And I like to the point where I was like, who are you? Like, where are you coming from? Why are you here right now? That was my level one and two showing up. And with that awareness, I can immediately go, oh, like you're me circa 23, feeling totally out of her depth and out of her league. So trying to act like this big pussy. I just heard that recently. I love it. Like the big dick, big pussy in the room and like you're gross and like yuck and no decisions and no action is going to come from this space until you like peace out. Yeah, I st- I I'm very aware like if you start what's the right like if you start blaming other people for their success, if you are embittered that you don't perceive yourself as being where others are at like good fucking luck growing your financial security. If you begrudge other people of what you perceive to be as their financial security you're you're gonna get that's all level two and you will be stuck there until you let that go and if i say i think i say this in every episode if i'm triggering you sorry not sorry like go unpack that shit call me (laughs) like let's have a discussion around it because that's that's where this money stuff gets really tricky and you need to be really clear with yourself on where like how are you engaging in this scenario and what results do you want cuz if you judge other people and blame other people and resent other people you cannot grow from that place and with that energy it the, the the bass is all turned up and you can't even hear the vocals right so um it's totally fine when that pops up. It just gives you an opportunity to unpack some lessons, some learning, some programming. I shouldn't say unpack. Like to deconstruct. There we go. Deconstruct some lesson, some learning or some programming that's just not working for you anymore. And that could take an hour, that could take a month, that could take years. There it's there's no right or wrong, that are bad good or worse. That's what I love about these levels. It's just a an energetic that's just an attitude. It's a perspective. It's, it's a habit and you can change it. You can change it in the moment. You can change your experience. So level five and level two actually kind of show up pretty similarly because they're both, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of action occurring, but it's just coming from completely different places. And level five is expansive. Level two is it's almost like cannibalistic it's like you will you will eat yourself and everything around you um so i love level 5 i engage here a lot i can make some really risky and sometimes bad decisions as a result of my dominant level 5 um so always useful for me to kind of check in with my level 3 and also my level 4 like why am i really doing this what do i hope to get out of it do i have control over that okay now level 6 is when we really get into that dream that dream, that trust and that faith. This is where you hear all the manifest, the money manifestors, the magic money people. Like they're like, money is currency. It is literally flowing everywhere. And all I have to do is grab it. I can make money fall out of the sky. Money grows on trees. That's what's happening at level six. That belief, that steadfast knowing takes practice and trust. I can say when you are there, it's magic. Like, it really does feel like money just flows effortlessly to you. But firstly, you have to believe that's a possibility. And so if you're like, that's bullshit, people who live in this paradigm are bullshit, you always have to be planning and strategizing and working and like, cool, I completely agree with you. And then the reason that some people are able to build the type of success that you envy is because somewhere inside of them, they know. That money is everywhere. It is abundant. It is flow. And also, it's completely, this is level seven, it's completely fucking make believe. I'll get there in a minute. So, level six enables you, even in the most stressful, most level one or level two inducing experiences, you still know you're gonna be okay. You're gonna get through this. Now, if you've never been okay or ever gotten through it, you're gonna need to go through to your level one and level two and deconstruct that. Where did these lessons come from? How can you build a baseline level of security in your experience so you can get out of your one? But when these pop up periodically, it's just your brain trying to keep you safe. It is defaulting to very old programming. That's why it doesn't feel like helpful. <laughs> you know you're at a level six when like shit just stops phasing you. Anytime you are phased, it doesn't mean you are you can't call on this level six, especially if you're familiar with this experience. It just means there's something else there to be deconstructed. And that's actually a fantastic opportunity. It can feel very painful, very challenging. I'm not trying to bypass your experience. What I am saying is that I'll actually use another example. One of the properties I unloaded during that year that we will not mention, it was an incredibly spontaneous, totally irrational <laughs> illogical decision that came from sort of a gut hit, a ping, if you will. I literally heard a whisper during proper quarantine lockdown, like you should sell your house. And I was like, what the fuck? Like who? No. And then I started doing my research and I was like, actually, and long story short, like everyone tried to talk me out of it, but I, I was actually practicing intuition and kind of going with some gut instinct things yeah, fast forward what was the most tumultuous difficult sale I've ever had. And I don't know how many properties I've I've bought and sold, but uh I mean I could count it, but that's boring right now. In the end, it, it went ahead and I had told my agent like what my, you know, bare minimum was in, in terms for me actually going ahead with a sale because money, that's another thing. It's not emotional. If you're emotional about money, that's you. <laughs> money are zeros and ones. We'll get into that in level seven. but uh, So I told my agent my bare my bone number and I've worked with this agent on several properties and so he and I uh, kind of skipped all of the details, if you will. And so when I got the closing statement, i.e. like at the end of escrow, and I'm in my house by myself actually with a notary public who's like, you know, in like hazmat gear. And I look at the numbers and I was like, oh my God, this is $50,000 short of what I was expecting. I was still $1 higher than my like target amount, which was not, I mean, like, let's be real here. It was a significant amount of money that was made, but 50000 this is a lot of money to be wrong about, and I quickly sort of went through my values, went through my goals and targets, and went, okay, well, this was clearly my fault because that's where I go, and I'm going to go ahead with this. And then I called my agent, and he was like, "Oh, well, you know, X, Y, and Z. That was all in the contract. Like, we didn't discuss it because this is the 18th property we've done, but like, yeah, you sh- like, that's a detail I didn't think needed to be discussed. I thought you were aware of it, so." the notary public left and I just like crumpled onto the floor and I knew I was like too upset in that moment to even get into it with my agent. I just wanted to make sure that like the numbers weren't wildly off. And he was like, no, no, that's exactly what's supposed to be happening. And I was like, Holy fucking shit. How did I fuck this up so hard? And so I'm sitting there on the floor crying and you know, it's just me (laughs) like the theatrics are doing nothing for no one. Uh, I had a client call, I feel like it was in like 15 minutes and I'm laying there. And again, that voice kind of popped in and it's like, what if with perspective, this is everything that needed to happen for that next opportunity you can't even see. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. That's level six. Level six is going, even though this fucking sucks, what if this is exactly what's supposed to happen? And I can just choose to believe that. And I did, and I got up off the floor, and everything was fine. And it turns out that decision set me up for like some unbelievable expansion in terms of my real estate business. Huge lesson for me, which leads me to level seven. Level seven is like money is fucking make believe. And a bunch of people way back when decided that doctors should be worth more than teachers, and oil is worth more than water although that's changing and it doesn't fucking mean anything your value is not determined by a dollar amount your work is not is not gosh what am I trying to say like what you do for work and the impact that you make on this world is not determined by a dollar amount and You know, like if you think about like charity workers, like a friend of mine has just started working with um kids who are you know on the spectrum in terms of their diverse neuro abilities, and I think she's making like minimum wage, and it's just unbelievable what we've decided gets to be paid half a million dollars a year, and what doesn't, and because it's make believe. Read this book, talking to my daughter about the economy. Greek economists wrote it, but it really reminded me. I'd always been aware like when you look at like the, the crash in 2007, 2008, the crash in 19, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands, like those crashes happen because money is make-believe and people allowed the zeros and ones to influence their own sense of security and safety. And again, I'm, and I'm not trying to say like, if you lost your home, if you lost your job, or if you lost your retirement account, like You fucked up. You chose this. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I am saying is that we've let money tell us what's important and what is meaningful and what will make us feel a certain way. And that's completely make believe And level seven knows that. So level seven is incredibly valuable because you have access to every single level. Like you can truly experience it at level one. All we can feel is level one and level one and two are just incredibly insular. It's all about like me, 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 me. Level seven is like that knowing that if you're successful, I'm successful. If like we can, there's enough, we can all eat from the same pie. I don't mean that we all have access to food because that's not, that's not true. But what I'm saying is like the, the, the bigger the pie, the more slices, right? Level seven is just that idea. It just helps us remember that those priceless experiences, like money can't buy them. And your value is not determined by your income. Your business isn't your business's success. Like I said, I I don't know if that was this one, but like top line revenue for so many businesses, we just look at how much money they make. But I know, I know more businesses that earn six, seven figures and spend more than they make in order to do that. And it's a really pretty fucking picture. And they, they, you can. There are so many different ways in business that you can mask that. Um, I was part of an ac- a multi, multi-million dollar acquisition where one company was literally absorbing all of the costs and the uh, the seller very purposefully misled the buyer. And it took the buyer years to figure that out. And the buyer didn't do anything wrong. It was set up very purposefully to present a, a wildly different scenario. And um, that's what money does. So, uh, yeah, I hope that gives you some understanding in terms of the way that I like to think about money and how that helps me go up or down the ladder. When any, you know, poor me victim mentality or fuck you, I got to get mine and I hate yours pops up. It's just information. It's just a, a ping that there's something occurring in terms of my own levels and engagement that I need to deconstruct and I can, I need to get to that level three as sort of a buffer to explore and figure out what story am I telling myself and what story do I want to tell myself in order to get the results that I want. So if I want to feel good, if I want to find new opportunity, if I want to get into a space of flow and trust There are a variety of different narratives available to me, especially based on my experience. That's my mechanics of money. I'm sure I'm gonna talk a lot about money. Send me your cues. I will give you some A's. Yeah. Thank you for listening.